tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You're live on Joy 99.7 FM. Um, my name is Evan Smith and this is Ghana Connect, obviously. Uh, and tonight we are having a, a conversation, a conversation that uh, we've all been having uh, the whole of this week since the industrial unrest began. First came the teachers. The teachers then declared a nationwide strike. All four unions, something that's never happened, that all of them at the same time will call a strike. Uh, but they did, asking for... 20% cost of living allowance. And then uh, we it sort of opened the floodgates. Then almost every other worker union then started issuing statements. We have the, um, we have the uh, senior staff of universities issuing a statement giving government um, up until the 13th uh, that they will call a strike if they don't get it. We have the nurses issuing a statement. And then it all got to a head tonight, uh, which we've been listening to, uh, with the... Uh, the public sector workers under the TUC, 65 unions in total, coming together to say they are calling a strike in, in seven days unless government can find them the money. The thing about it is the president has been speaking. He says the workers uh, should strike a balance between what they are asking for and what the government can afford. These difficult economic circumstances in the country, which is affecting everybody top to bottom, uh, it will take on an even added significance, the work that you're going to be doing. I believe that the promotion of industrial peace and harmony is a function of two things. That we establish a balance between what, the, what are the legitimate uh, demands of, 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 of labor, what are the capacities of employment of the employer, then we can strike a fair and equitable balance between the demand and the supply, as it were. It becomes the most effective way of promoting industrial peace and harmony in our country. And as you've been, the, the Commission has been doing a yeoman's job so far. Uh, just, uh, in the period in which I've been in this office, uh, has performed, in my view, very creditably. 
I'm expecting that you will continue the tradition of effective engagement that the Commission has already established and help promote industrial peace in our country. Industrial peace is one of the key, uh, and harmony, are one of the key elements of a viable and attractive investment climate. And that should be a concern of all of us, how to position our country in such a way as to attract investment, domestic as well as foreign. Welcome back. So, Evan, it's a conversation in two parts. Are public sector workers being realistic with their current demand of government for cost of living allowance? But also, what can public sector give in terms of the IMF negotiation? I want to start with you, Kofi Asari. You are with the Africa Education Watch. You look at what teachers do. You look at the work they do and the current economic climate. Do you think teachers are getting enough and the demand they are making now, is it reasonable? Is it justified? Kofi Asari. Um, well, um, good evening to you and your cherished um, audience and the co-panelists. I, I think teachers, like all public sector workers, um, sacrifice and indeed are saving the nation. Uh, we are all cognizant of the increasing rate of um, inflation at the general price level in the country and the extent to which it keeps eroding the value of um, the salary of labor and so yes within the context of the declining you know uh, value of 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 one salary it is justified for teachers being one of the public sector workers to um to ask their employer to consider giving an allowance to enable their members survive or uh, manage the harsh um, impact. Hello, Kofi Asari. Well, we might have lost Kofi Asari there. Let me go to um, Madame um, Faustina. You are an educationist. You look at the kind of demands that labor is making. And you look at what teachers do. Like, just like I put to Mr. Kofi Asari, do you think these teachers are justified in the kind of demand they are making, which is having such a domino effect in the public sector? Rose Blankse, you are an educationist. Hello. Madam Rose, can you unmute? Good evening to you and good evening to um, my co-panelists and our cherished listeners. Um, I, I would say that uh, teachers are not asking anything near what they deserve. Um, I've been a teacher before. I, I was a teacher I taught 25 years before leaving um, the classroom. Um, the, the adage that the teacher's um, um, reward is in heaven, is not, it, it doesn't work any longer. It doesn't. We, we need to be realistic when it comes to um, cost of living. Um, once upon a time, Teachers were supported with this uh, cost of living allowance that we called COLA. I don't know what happened that it, it was taken off. 
Um, I would assume that it was taken off when the single spine salary structure came into force. Because at that point, um, almost every um, government sector worker was made to be at par in one way or another, depending on your qualification. So um, there was some kind of balance and equality. But it's not working like that any longer. I felt really sad um, this week when I heard some teachers take as low as 700 Ghana cities as their net salary. Um, yes, some have decided that they will not upgrade themselves. But what about the that have upgraded themselves? Do they deserve what they are earning? Is what the teacher and other public sector workers being paid realistic? For example, we started this year buying KNK for, uh, you know, um, a ball of KNK was one CD. Now, there is no way you get a ball of KNK for one CD. Hmm. There is no way you get a ball of KNK for one CD, 50 pesos. You get it as two CDs. And previously, the one CD that you would eat or your child would take in and be all right, the two CDs will not be enough. Because the two CDs is smaller than the originally one CD. Enough of bread used to be five CDs. I'm using these basic things that almost everyone in Ghana spends money on. Bread, you won't get a loaf of bread for three cities any longer. You won't get it for five cities. That one which used to sell at three cities, is now seven cities. And everyone shops from the same market. It's not only the teacher. It's general, you know, it's because government, majority of employees in Ghana are employed by the state. So, honestly, um, the demands are justified. I don't think um, teachers and other unions are making demands because of what a uh, closer demanded. I don't think so. Right. These threats and demands have, have been made long before this closer thing. Way back November last year, or even earlier than that. Hmm. But every time, oh, be patient, be patient, be patient. Things are difficult. Things are difficult. Right. But the teacher goes Madam, to the same Madam market. Rose Blankson, you, you make an interesting point there about the living condition in the country. It's a good time to now bring yes. in Vincent Ousuapia. Mm. The president mm. is clear. You can make the demand, but make the demand within the context of what the employer can afford. Are those fair comments from the president, Vincent Ousuapia? Vincent, can you unmute, Vincent? Let before before I get to Vincent, let me let me bring in Dr. Henry Godsenafo. Dr. Henry Godsenafo is also joining us from the UK. He is a Ghanaian educationist, and the president's concerns that these are tough times for everybody, and so you must be making these. Um, claims of government, but you must also be factoring in what government can afford. What do you make of that? Hello, Doc. Can you unmute? 
Doc, Doc, Doc will join us. Doc will join us shortly. Then let me bring in Efodela. Efodela, you are a blogger. You you live in Ghana. You you see the situation firsthand. But given the context of what the president has just said, that the demands must be within a framework of government can afford. What do you think about that? Well, okay. Good evening, everybody. Um, I I don't agree with the president's uh, point of thinking. Um, the president has not, and the government have not indicated in any way that government cannot afford it to pay people. They are investing money in ridiculous things like the chapel. That is, they are spending quite a lot of money on. When um, Togi Akwede returned the money that was um, given to him as Esgracia, he received a backlash from the, um, his own party, which indicates that they are comfortable paying those huge sums of money to a few people. Um, we have a minister who has gone AWOL. Um, she's a minister and a member of parliament, and she's still being paid. Um, the ministers who are in power are earning a huge amount of money and they are not making any sacrifices. They've not suggested that they are going to reduce their pace. They've not suggested that um, if there's going to be a pay increase, they are not going to take it. And there's likely going to be a pay increase for them and they're going to take it. They are going to take allowances and everything like that. So it's a bit ridiculous to ask people who are the lower earning parts of the um, the food chain to make sacrifices, whilst those who are the upper part of the food chain not make any sacrifice. One might say that, well, the people at the, food, uh, the top are not, they, there's not enough money at the top that can trickle down. But sometimes these things are symbolic gestures. We want to show that um, we are ready to make the sacrifice and other people should make sacrifices too. But if you the people at the top are not making those sacrifices. You cannot ask people like teachers who are providing essential services to the future of the country to um, to tighten their belts and not make demands in an environment that is clearly very hostile to people's pockets. Um, uh, the, the, the guest who spoke before me spoke about how the price of everything is going up. The price of everything is going up. The only thing that isn't going up, like we know, is the salaries. And I do not, like I said, I do not agree with the president. If the president wants to ask people to tighten their belt, he should give people a reason. I we might say that the economic situation is not doing well in the country and people should look at it. But that's not a reason. People are working hard and they deserve to be paid for the work they are being done. And right. um, if their salaries are losing value, they deserve to be compensated for the lost value in the salary. Somebody who was earning um, 700 CDs last year is not earning, the, even if the salary is the same, it's not earning the same value for the work they are doing. Um, that 700 CDs cannot um, achieve the same things. If that person has um, hospital bills, the hospital is not going to say that because the government is suffering, you're not going to take the amount of money that they are going to charge you. If your children owe school fees, you will still pay the school fees, even though your, your salary has lost value. So no, the government should not ask people to tighten their belts while they themselves are spending extravagantly on ridiculous um, initiatives. Um, it's, we can't say, nobody can say that the government wasn't warned about some of these things that they are doing. If people have been shouting, about some of these unnecessary initiatives that the government has been taking. And um, they've insisted on going on with it. So they cannot come and tell 
essential workers that they should make sacrifices when they themselves are not making sacrifices. So no, right. I do not I, agree with it. I, I, let, me, let me bring back um, um, Kofi Asari, who is connecting with us. Kofi, you were making a point before your network jammed a bit. Yeah, I was making a point that obviously um, once you have in, um, increasing inflation levels, you know, month on month, um, you are obviously experiencing an erosion in the real value of your salary. And so um, it is, you know, reasonable for organized labor to appeal to their employers to consider giving them some cushioning so that they can manage and survive. And put up their best, especially within the public sector, where we all know that income levels are relatively low, and also we all know that they are providing an essential service, especially within the context of the teachers. Um, um, having said that, it is not the case that um, one is obli not oblivious, or one is oblivious of the economic challenges we find ourselves in. We, we have serious liquidity constraints. Um, the fiscal space is very, very constrained, and indeed, and very, very constricted when it comes to, especially, the compensation budget of, 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 of government. And if I say government, by extension, the Ministry of Education, because the Ministry of Education is the largest employer in the country. Teachers alone, you know, at the purchasing sector, uh, mm. close to 350,000 um, or thereabouts. And in the GES's wage budget for this year alone is eight billion. Okay, and so um, it is different. It's a different thing demanding increases in other budget lines. But when about um, and for GES, for instance, when about ninety percent of the government of Ghana's expenditure to GES goes to salaries, it means that if immediately you have you touch that line. It has a higher, you know, um, cascading effect. On, right. On, on, but on, Kofi, on, on it, that, that, is the, that is the problem, is it not? We've seen data from government for the first quarter, the amount government collected, how much it used to service debt, how much it used to pay salaries. So government does not have much of a fiscal space. And these demands are now coming in. Are workers not being inconsiderate in terms of government's positioning and the kind of demand they are making? We, it started off from NAGRAT and the teacher unions. Now it's just had a cascading effect. Almost all public sector workers are asking of same. Realistically, government simply cannot pay public sector workers 20% of their base pay in these critical no. times. You see, it's difficult to use the word inconsiderate because um, it's like going to a shop and buying a shoe. And then you realize that the shoe... It doesn't fit you. It is tightening you. It is hurting your small your small toe. Complaining to your perhaps you went to the shop with your father to buy the shoe. Complaining to your dad that this shoe is hurting my small toe does not mean that you are being inconsiderate. You appreciate you appreciate that daddy has bought you a shoe, but within that context, you also appreciate that you are struggling in the shoe. So organized labor. And for this, and for that matter, teachers complaining to their employer that we are going through a lot of economic hardships. Our disposable income, or if you like, our take-home pay, is eroding by the day because of the increasing levels of prices, including almost especially fuel and food, food staff. 
we are we are we are struggling to survive and so give us a cushion i don't think there is anything inconsiderate about that i don't think there's any entrenched position about that i think it's an invitation from the employer to the from the, from the employee to the employer to have a discussion on how best you can support us not necessarily 20 percent with their demanding because mm. Every demand is subject to negotiation. Every proposal is subject to a counter proposal. proposal. But have a discussion to see how best you can support your own employee to be able to remain effective and efficient in the delivery of their duties right. so that we have a win-win. I don't think that is inconsiderate. But I appreciate that, as I said, the fiscal space is hugely constricted. Right. Rose Blankson, when you, when you spoke earlier, you brought in the experience of your former life as a teacher, as the, 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 your, your time as a teacher. But Ghana is now entering an IMF deal. And just like I was asking Kofi Asari, you look at some of the conditionalities that usually come with IMF programs. It's either wage freeze, it's either public sector will not be allowed to employ more people now. How can organized labor meet government halfway? Even as they make these new demands, how can they chip in to ensure that government gets some deal with the IMF, which they won't turn, as we've seen TUC and others issue statements saying that they don't want the government to negotiate a deal that affects them negatively. How can government meet these organized labors halfway so that some of these challenges are addressed? Well, um, thank you. I would take it from where the immediate and um, previous is, um, contributor left off. The, the fact that um, it, it's not a demand for the 20% to be made. I mean, organized labor is asking for 20%, but there has never been a situation in negotiation in Ghana or anywhere I know of that um, a demand or a request is made and everything is given. A lot of the times it starts from 30%, 20%, and it trickles down to 7%, 6%, or even 5%. Um, I really think that um, the, the, the excuse, for want of a better expression, that the president is given is not really fair. Because we are all here in Ghana, we see how people are lavishing money and lavishing wealth and living rosy lives. Why should some group of people sacrifice? Why should some group of people be seen to be considerate while others live as though <laughs> Why? Why should that be? Why should a child be in the same school with another child who comes to school full, but he or she has empty stomach. Not that the mother or father is lazy, but because we have people who don't feel for the employee. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we the, the, the staff, I mean, workers are not making demands that are reasonable okay. the demands they are making is very reasonable mm. very legitimate demands so my brother mm. <laughs> please, please yes please, i'm please. listening 
Please continue. Hello? Please continue. Yes. So my, for, I, I was going to say that, I mean, uh, ministers, as was cited earlier, those in government, how many of them buy fuel? How many? They are fuel coupons. They use it for but, whatever they But we all they recognize like. that government, really government early on this year announced some measures that it was taking to cut government expenditure, included cutting fuel coupons that politi political appointees will receive. Oh, yes. So, yes, there's been some cuts. It, it has been announced that there will be some cuts, mm. and it appears to have happened. Governments realize that, you know, we are in difficulty, but failed to realize that that same difficulty the nation is in. Individuals in the nation are also in that same difficulty. I went to the fuel station to buy fuel. Less than a week later, I decided that I have some money, so I should go and buy the same quantity I bought previously. After buying it, I just asked for the station's mobile money number to send mobile money, as I usually pay with mobile money. And the gentleman said, Mama, um, to assist you, I want to move. To wait now, the uh, cost has changed. Because I mentioned what the cost should be and said, right? And said, no. Imagine I had not even planned. I didn't have anything extra. Imagine the embarrassment that I would have gone through. And other people are going through the same embarrassment. You go to the shop, you have the money in your hand, you know you bought something yesterday for one CD, you go the next day and it is two CDs, 50 pesos. Mm -hmm. And someone can tell us that Ghanaian people increase prices as though they bring their items uh, in jets. There are some pictures circulating of items that were bought from whichever market that costs 100 Ghana cities. Those items can never cost less than 500 Ghana. So we need to be fair to ourselves. We need to be sincere to ourselves. We need to be fair to the employee. I mean, yeah, I mean, I want to I want to run what you said by for the You are in the private sector. You must certainly have a different experience with this challenge with, with the economy and, and salaries. Please unmute, Afodela. Yes. No, I don't have a, a different experience um, because, um, like I said, the value of everybody's salary is um, is just losing meaning. And even though I'm in a private sector and my salary might be um, appreciably more than people in the public sector, it's um, even I am struggling quite a bit because I, I'm taking some online courses, for example, and if you pay for something in June and you want to pay for it in July, the value of it is so different that it's really stressful. Um, I can imagine the, the, the pain that people who are earning far less than myself are going through. And I think the biggest issue I have with all of this is that before the government has been unrealistic and has made quite a lot of promises to people. And you can't make all those promises and then come back years later and decide that people who have um, voted for you based on those promises should change their mind 
about those promises. If you had, if they had been realistic in the beginning about the state of things, people might have prepared for it. People might not have maybe invested in certain things that they thought that were going to go certain. People might not have um, maybe bought their cars or maybe people would not put their children in particular schools people would find other ways to deal with their health conditions and things like that but the government assured us that they had everything under control and that they made um, they made quite a lot of fun about, about um, previous governments who had not been able to handle this so people had their had their faith well um, grounded in the government and the government is uh, is very is being untruthful even when it comes to the state of the economy right now and like i i said previously for me like the government's approach to all of this has been a bit ridiculous by stating how difficult things are and not showing that those things are difficult and expecting everybody else to sacrifice but not them they are not setting a good example for people to follow and they are not giving anyone a reason to sacrifice you cannot ask people to sacrifice because they are being patriotic you can't take patriotism to the market to buy food. You can't if your child is sick. You can't take patriotism to the hospital. The, the doctor, the hospital is not going to take mm. patriotism. Right. Ask people to sacrifice. we're back to you. But um, Vincent is connecting with us in the UK. He's a Ghanaian journalist based in the UK. Vincent, you look at the UK where you live, living standards. They've been talks about inflation. It's a similar situation just around the world. I mean, I, I'm, I'm curious. Mm. Vincent must certainly have some sympathies uh, for the government of Ghana. Vincent, mm. do you have any sympathies <laughs> considering that? Because, I mean, the argument we've heard here in Ghana is that, oh, I mean, even in the UK, times are hard, you know? So we, we must all understand where we are. Do you have any sympathies? I'm sure you have families back home who are in Ghana. You are there. What, what are your sympathies? Um, good evening to all your listeners out there. Um, I'm not sure if I have sympathies to the Ghana um, government. And um, we all bow down to the taxations or tax systems in Ghana, which to me, I think it's not working well. Nanapu Fado, who is the president of Ghana, was in this country, who had he has his education here. And there are so many things that uh, I think that he should have been able to implement in Ghana in terms of tax systems. And um, let me give you an example. I went to English FA to make inquiries about how players, or national team players are being paid, uh, especially bonuses. And the document that they gave to me was when England national team players in any tournament or even qualifiers, when they win a game, each player receives 1,500 pounds. When they draw a game, is thousand pounds and when they lose each player receives 500 pounds and out of all this money 10 percent of it goes to the charity so um if england a country like this which is a more of advanced country pays national players 1500 pounds for winning a game and ghana national team players doesn't pay tax and they were being paid a bonus of between 8,000 pounds to 10,000 pounds without any tax. People are working hard in Ghana. People are working hard in Ghana. But why the system is not working in the way of taxations? But, but there's, a, there's another way of looking at the argument you just, you just put forward, which is that the, 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 the player in the UK 
who plays for the national team. It's okay to accept. He will accept that thousand five hundred pounds. But will yeah. the Ghanaian player accept thousand five hundred uh, dollars, for example? No. So you can make a reverse argument and say where we are is also partly due to our own greed, possibly, but that, that we will just not accept what is in the best interest of the country. So we force the system and the politicians to do things that, you know, we, to live beyond our means. Is that what, what it is that we are also to blame? Look, the, the money that they've been paid to their national team players is based from the, the, the taxation from the hardworking people in Ghana. The teachers, military people, the police, civil servants, and all. Most of them work yearly, and even they don't even have time to even go on leave. How many uh, civil servants or even employers get leave allowances or even leave for their workers? These are all things that government need to consider. Because, as I said, the president, even his vice president, they all had the opportunity to travel to Europe to, to have the education. And they experience all this kind of taxes, which is helping the country to move forward. Now that we are all in this different uh, situation, now, look at this. This is the letter that I got from the council, which I would say in Ghana, assembly. Assembly, or, yeah, assembly. So, this is the letter that I got to collect 150 pounds, which has been given by the government to every citizen or everyone who, it, it doesn't matter even if, if you pay council tax. I pay my council tax and every month it's 92 pounds. Even, uh, I'm, they have a band. So the band A, band D, band B, band C, band D, and it's a category. Some of them are disabled, some of them are refugees, some of them are so every category has its own things. So my, and if you're in uh, category C, mean that your property that you live in is more expensive. So those in category A are more of those are on benefits, uh, disabled and stuff like that. So if you're on, it doesn't matter whether you're on A up to D, whoever lives in this country will have this 150,000 pounds, which is, is it has run on for about Two months or so. One fifty thousand pounds. I think for for what? I mean, is there a, a social benefit that is? It's, it's because of um, we all complain about the uh, living conditions in the country, whereby it's not even the country, the whole yeah, world. But, but, but Ghana, we, we can't uh, we can't afford that, can we? Uh, we can't afford that. I agree to it. But yeah, De- Dela, of- hold on, hold on briefly. Let me bring in Dela has something to Dela. Yes, go on. Yeah. So um, Evan, so I wanted to jump in previously when you said that. Um, Aren't people being greedy? No, people aren't being greedy. People are basing their expectations on what their leaders are doing. If the if the Ghana football players, for example, the leaders of like the GFA were not earning ridiculous amounts of money, the players will not be demanding ridiculous amounts of money. You see that sometimes they mention the bonuses on on TV, and then you see what's the breakdown of what people in higher positions are earning, which is more than what the players are earning. So they know that the money is there. So they, they, they are making those demands. Um, I, I, I feel like uh, um, there are lots of initiatives that the government has put in place that do not, just don't work. Um, everybody complained about the free SHS thingy. Um, like, who asks where are we going to get the money from? How is everybody, like, even people who can afford it, why are you giving? free SHS so people who can afford it. 
it was a big issue right from the beginning, but the government insisted on implementing it. I had the opinion that if we were able to expand the tax bracket, and that especially with the Ghana card, we should be able to get everybody's tax details. We should base free SHS on where you fall in the tax bracket. If you fall in a certain place, you obviously can pay school fees and you should not be getting free SHS for your students. Schools should be able to support themselves. Teachers would not be spending their time, buy their money, their own money, buying chalk and things like that. These are things that the government said they would do and have insisted on doing, even after people have spoken to them that it's not feasible. They're like, I keep coming back to the National Cathedral. Like the government released 250 million Ghana cities or something like 500 million Ghana cities for this church. We are not going to do anything with it. Mm. If so want so you, you, you really think that the government priority also comes in. But let me give you, all of you one, final, one final round. And let me start with you, um, Dela. What are you willing to give to ensure that government gets a, a bailout? Just something short. What are you willing nothing. to give? Are you willing to give anything at all? No, nothing. nothing. Because government is not willing to give anything mm. to make sure the country survives. So I, I right. can't Ro- get to let, let, me, let me go to Rose. Rose Blankson. What are you willing to give? Anything? I think, I think we've already given enough. Mm. We've given the support. We've been lied to. We supported the E-Levy because we thought the E-Levy would not take us to IMF. We supported it wholeheartedly. But we realized that we've been lied to. Mm. So we've given enough. It's about time government also give us something. Vincent, Nothing, absolutely. Vincent, you, you don't live here, but you have family here. What are you willing to give? As part of what? As part, uh, I, I mean, to aid government get a bailout. As your contribution to, you know, the the the, the push towards a bailout. If us just wait for a few weeks to hear the announcement from the Ghana Football Association or even the Sports Ministry, the amount of money that they're going to spend for the Black Stars to the Qatar, then you can't imagine that if you have that money, why can't we implement or have a way that they can save the economy or the people in Ghana, hard-working people, within right. that short time that we're having these difficulties. Right. I'm it's telling Kof- you. It's Kofi Asari still with us. Kofi Asari. Evans, we can take some comments. I, I, think, yeah, Kofi. I think that um, the teachers, one option is that the teachers, um, cognizant of the constricted fiscal space, can negotiate, um, I mean, can negotiate with government, and indeed if government is ready to negotiate, and then have a deferred um, um, quota, and then negotiate against next year, which means that government can agree that, okay, we're going to pay you 20% or 15% or 10%, win-win. But then we are going to, we are going to pay that money in next year, you know, in, in next year's budget, because this year is very tight. That is one option, okay? But that option is only a realistic one. If government can give the assurance, not verbally, but practically, that um, we are going to have, uh, I mean, have a mechanism to apply the breaks to the rising inflation levels. Because if they agree that, okay, we are, we are going to take our quota agreed this year, but we're going to pay it next year, there, there must be a mechanism and assurance that fuel price levels will not continue rising. Because if inflation, especially fuel and food price inflation, continues to increase at this rate, then the teachers might not leave, as someone will say, to even see next year and collect their, you know, their deferred color. So there are options, but for me, the most important thing is that government should be ready to negotiate, negotiate, 
and give a counter proposal to the striking teachers. Okay. Put in, in place mechanisms to ensure that the breaks of inflation are actually applied. Okay, I mean, Kofi, thank you very much. All connectors, I'm grateful. Uh, just uh, uh, a few of your uh, messages on this. Uh, this one says, Evans, if the president is, is talking of balance, then not being truthful and fair as, uh, as a statesman, this is because the difference between a teacher's salary and the rate of inflation is 20%. So what is the president talking about? Christina Dental Centers, now Martin Luther in Laboni. The various teacher unions have not been fair to the government during the COVID-19 era. They were paid uh, for over over a year without uh, work. So some uh, Ghanaian teachers with private schools were not, and others were even dismissed. They should end the strike uh, because it is illegal. Those are uh, his uh, thoughts uh, on on this. Uh, a few more of your messages on this. Uh, this one uh, from Steel in Salpon. I suspect that the government should give every gov every government worker a salary advance of two months uh, to be paid in two years. Well, that's an interesting suggestion, and uh, we'll see if the if the when when they sit down next week and begin to talk, it may come up or not. Um, uh, this one uh, from Nana. I believe this the the UK contributor said because as a I believe in what the UK contributor said because it's partially retired in the UK and my corporate pension has been increased um, because of the current economic uh, difficulties. Um, a few more of your comments on this. It says, please, how can a, 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 a player be uh, a referee at the same time? Well, he's talking about the issues with the NLC, uh, making some pretty controversial comments about the workers' demands even before they begin the facilitation of the conversation. Please, since uh, when did the president know that we must make demands based on what the employer can afford? We Ghanaians employed the president. Did he ask if we can afford his luxurious jet hiring before he was flying all over the place? A question from Michael into Servants, we've been connecting from Ghanaians and abroad, from Ghanaians here and abroad. Thanks for joining us. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. As we'll have another interesting conversation next week. Good night. Thank you very much. That's a good night. Well, locker room is next.
Yes, Adam, thank you very much for your time. Uh, it's so good to see you. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life, life, life in Oslo is good. I felt a bit of it. Yeah, I mean, this is where I grew up, so so I'm comfortable here and uh, and uh, I have all my things going on here. So, so yeah, I'm happy. I've seen a lot of people enjoying the sun uh, <laughs> rather more than we would do in Ghana. What, 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 what is the whole thing behind it? Uh, you're cheating now, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. No, because we have a long winter and it's really cold in the winter, so when the sun finally pops up, everybody, everybody, everybody's happy. Everybody smiles and mm. the mood goes up and, and it's just good vibes during the summer. So summertime here is really, really, really nice. Mm. Unfortunately, I'm traveling to Ghana in, in a couple of weeks. So yeah. so I'm missing the Norwegian summer, but that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what, what kind of feelings do you get when you, when, you, when you have to travel back to Ghana and all of that? No, I'm always excited to go back to Ghana. It's yeah, especially when I when I haven't been in a while to to see my family and uh, and also to get some work done and it's also the I kind of like the vibing in, in Ghana as well because I like I said I grew up here so yeah. so this is normal for me whilst Ghana is is uh, is for me holiday vibes you know yeah. and uh, and also you get to see people people that you. You, you miss and miss, yeah. you know, and just uh, yeah catch up with uh, with people in general. You know, you haven't seen them in a while, so yeah. so it's uh, so it's it's a nice feeling every feeling. time I go go back. You know, we will talk about football in Norway, football in Norway in detail, but I just want to find out what what is the the reaction towards football? Do people enjoy football as much? I I saw the athletics yesterday. It was, a lot, it was I mean, the Bislet Stadium was full. Mm -hmm. How about football? How do they react to football now? Uh, it's ups and downs. Uh, now it's on a. I, I, I will say it's going up again because of uh, Martin Odegaard in, in Arsenal and Holland. And yeah, city. So, so people like they need the profiles to to kind of fall in love with it again. Yeah. So, so it's oh, so it's on an uprise right now. It, I'll say it's kind of similar to Ghana when when the national team is doing well, people are are uh, dedicated and and uh, they enjoy the football whilst when it's trouble and unstable they they, they lose back. interest so <laughs> so it's kind of similar here uh, and the club football is like those who have success when yeah. when the clubs have success in Europe that's yeah. when that's when uh, when the interest is is high I, and of course when when things are not going that well it drops a bit but uh, I'll say it's good times in front of us when it comes to football in Norway and hopefully also in Ghana. That's right. A lot of people, I guess, very excited to see you on this interview. Let's let's talk a little bit about, you know, the Black Stars and let's start with that game against Brazil. I, I wish you took us through it. I mean, at which point did you know you were going to be in the post and how did you mentally prepare? Because that Brazil team had all the guys, had, had, had all the top guys. How did you get to know you were going to be in post and, and what was the process in, I mean, the process of thinking there for you? you know, that was so long ago, but mm. uh, 
But I remember uh, we had a qualification game in Ghana first against Swaziland, which yeah. was my debut. Yes. Uh, and I was excited to just get my debut, you know, something I dreamt of for my whole, like my childhood and, yeah. and obviously Ghana was uh, was what I wanted since I was a child yeah. and finally I, I got that chance and, and I was just happy and, and proud and then uh, the Brazil game came a couple of days after yeah. and to begin with I think we were going to keep one half each yeah. and Richard got a minor if you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.